I'm Kia. And I'm Florence. I feel like I have to say Kiatana because you put your government out there. I never say Flo. <laughs> and I'm Flo. I'm Kiatana. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, this is Melanin. In medicine. Woo-woo. So, first and foremost, we got dogs. Woo! Yeah. <laughs> so, and we adopted for all the adoption crazy people. And it's Earth Day. Is that something? Woo! And it's Earth Day. Well, Earth probably Day. not because. Moment of truth, my dog pooped this morning at 5 a.m. Not have a bag. <laughs> so we just let it be. Which is natural fertilizer. So, something like that. But yeah, we got dogs. Mine is Astro. And uh, mine's Athena. Yeah, Flo. <laughs> I, I was like, because I was watching them, I was like, wow, they low-key just switched toys. <laughs> Guys, sorry, my allergies aren't feeling it. <clears throat> and yeah, they definitely did switch toys. But whatever, they're quiet. Mm-hmm. Um... And yeah, so we have Chihuahua mixes, yeah. loosely. That's like, <laughs> they just say that because they're small, but they're puppies. And we woke up at an ungodly time of 6 a.m., and then we went back to sleep, and then we got up at 6.45. We did. And then we met up. <laughs> no, we met up. We met up at 7. 7. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. We got there at 7.30. Mm-hmm. Um, we were third and fourth in line. Oh, and we were on it. We pulled up. I was like, look, Flo, I'm going to stand in line. You go get us breakfast. Yep, or, went to Burger King. Shout out to Burger King. <laughs> yeah, for real. And we sure did eat our little Burger King. We brought cushions because we, did. we didn't want to. When we pulled up, they were definitely like, who are these two women? Yeah, because we pulled out like with bags, laptops. <laughs> <We did>. Our <laughs> blankets. bags, blankets. It was a whole jacket. Yeah. No, we, we made a scene. And uh, we pulled up ready to get our dogs. And, you know, there was a... Long wait. We, what time did they open? At 10? At 10, yeah. So and we, we got, got there at 7.30? Yeah, two and a half hours. And then as soon as we got in, we got to look at the dogs, and yeah, it was it was a fun time. It was. It was a great experience. Now we have two loves of our lives. Let's start with our elders' elevation. Yeah. Keep talking, Kia, while I pull it up. Bet. So, um, Astro is very stressful. For anybody thinking about getting a dog, it's possible. I feel like, because everybody's like, don't do it. You're, you don't have time. Well, not everybody, but just Wait, let's, let's give them a scoop of our dogs, like, after July. What do you, oh, like, a, a follow-up? Yeah, a follow-up. Oh, for sure. Right now, it's not bad. Oh, right now, it's got awful. potty training. Well, for me, it's got awful because I'm working a full-time yeah. job, and, like, I have, literally, he was at home. Okay, somebody's gonna literally, like, go off on me online if I say how long I left him at home. But he was at home for, like, 10 hours today by yeah. himself. Aww. And it was so bad, and I felt so bad, and, like, that's when we went to the dog park, like, right after I got off, because I was like, he's gonna hate me. But I feel like as a student, it would be so much easier because it's like you have two to three hours where you're in class, go back home. You know what I mean? Yeah, you have more flexibility. Yeah. So anyway, all this to say, if you hear any odd noises in the background, it's probably the dog is like, I don't know, eating off their tails or something. So. <laughs> okay, so back to our el- elders elevation. So the quote today is by Cicely Tyson, and it is, challenges make you discover things about yourself that you never really knew. Ugh. What what a fact. And I feel like challenges suck because they're like, they throw you off. You know, they, they're, they're meant to throw you off. But you can always expect kind of that you'll be a better person from it. So I'd say that's like the hardest part. But anyway. Yeah. Do you have any challenges that you face that you learned something new about yourself? Um, For sure, working in a rural setting. Like, okay. do this job. Not Not so much a challenge, but... 
working just like out of my element. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely. And like, you know, encountering doctors pretty frequently. Yeah. That made me really nervous at first. Like I was very uncomfortable working with so many doctors and like, you know what I mean? Like not sure how to approach them and things like that. But like you learn their personalities, you learn that they're just humans. Like yeah. at the end of the day, they take off their white coat, they go home to their kids' soccer game. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. now mind you, they go home in a very different way than I go. <laughs> <laughs> very different uh, uh, automobile. But um, yeah, like it just, it, it definitely broadens your horizons. And I mean, I'm very grateful for like just the ways that I've grown this year. So challenges. Oh yeah, girl, my, my light bill is due today. <laughs> Challenge. <laughs> what about you? Um, I would say whenever I didn't get into med school the first time I applied, that was a huge challenge just because I had to adapt. And I think from that, I learned that like I am adaptable. Mm -hmm. And before that, I always thought like, I'm like a stickler to like plans and sticking to them. So like that really forced me to like step out of my comfort zone and like learn how to adapt to new situations. That's just that. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Okay. Um, honey messages. Yep. <laughs> so this would be a good point to put in our sponsor, our little commercial. So we'll put that here. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and we're back. Um, okay. Interview question. I didn't plan for one, but I can come up with yeah, one. Yeah, let's think about it. You have a 52 year old patient, hypertensive, smoker, overweight. Um, he plans on stop. He plans to stop using his high blood pressure medication. How would you show your support for the patient? Um, so basically, uh, cause the patient is, it's always right, I guess. Right. Yeah. So I guess I would basically tell them that, um, depending on the levels, uh, that they're, depending on how high their levels were, if it was like a level where it was like controllable with like exercise and diet, maybe I'd help them like look for healthier options at the grocery store or like suggest some or like suggest like a gym that they could go to or something that's near their area or if there's like a diet program that they could join in their area I'd like give them those resources so stuff Mm -hmm. like that so I'd support them depending on the blood pressure level like if it's like a level that isn't controllable then sorry I figured for sure like tell them to stop smoking like figure out yeah figure out ways of and what do they call that like smoking cessation or something yeah Yeah, like figure out how to get that started and then also like figure out their reason for why they don't want to take their high blood pressure medication like is it cost is it convenience is it having to get a refill every time is it the dose like what is the issue at hand and then like explain to them that not only is it for their support but like you would also be affecting your family members and your loved ones if you were to stop taking your blood pressure medication so yeah but I don't think I did well on that interview. That was my interview where I had literally nine physicians, male physicians, interviewing me all at once. Not nine, sorry, six. But it was, oh, it was so like awful. Nine. Dang. It felt like sixty. Dang, what so. school is that? Girl, Indiana, and they had to put me on a wait list. I was like, after you gave me an ulcer. Ooh. <laughs> now you want me to wait? And side note, I interviewed in November. So what on earth are we waiting for? Yeah. <laughs> I've been waiting all this time. I've been, I've been waiting. I literally. Yeah. Stepping stones. Okay. First stepping stones, MCAT analysis. How did you analyze? Um, okay. So at the beginning of my practice, like the first two tests, I really didn't. And it was really frustrating because at that point I was like, how am I supposed to go through? Because how many questions at the end of it is it? It's like. 
Oh, like total? Yeah. Uh, 200. It's a lot. So by the time like you get through like reviewing a practice test, if you're just looking at the answers, you're kind of just like, what did I just did do? Did we, so did you analyze for the first time for that Kaplan period that we did? No, I didn't. No, yeah, I didn't at all. And I would just like stare at it like, okay. I didn't even know what okay. we were supposed to do. Yeah. Because if you just like look at it, you're like, oh, I missed it. Okay. <laughs> Cool. You know what I mean? Like, Absolutely. You don't really process it, but so then whenever I started doing MCAT analysis, I had like an Excel sheet and I would type each question and then I would type the, the answer I put compared to the right answer and then I put like my reasoning behind it, why I missed it, like if I missed it because I didn't understand the question or if I missed it because um, I like I reread the question wrong mm-hmm. or if I like just didn't know the content at all, I would put my reasoning and I think that way really forces you to like analyze the question because if you can figure out why you missed the question, mm-hmm. I think that puts you on a closer <laughs> path to figuring out your strategy even or um, how to um, approach the next practice test because if you look and you're missing 50% of the questions because you didn't res- uh, understand the content, then you need to go back and review more content. For but sure. if you're missing it because you're not reading the question right, then you need to maybe slow down on your reading and mm-hmm. take your time. Um, so yeah, so that's how I went about it. And so after I finished my MCAT analysis, then I would go through it and see like if there was um, like a certain skew between certain questions um Mm -hmm. and then the next week I try to focus on that so like if one week I was missing it because I I read the question wrong but I actually would have gotten it right if I slowed down Mm -hmm. then I would take my time on similar questions to those so and I would also rate the difficulty of the question so if I was missing an easy question where it was like those questions like an amino acid like Mm -hmm. I would rate the difficulty between easy and hard that's good that's really good so um did you change the way you analyze based on like sections? Um, no. Um, it was, I guess the cars section, yeah, because there wasn't really content. Yeah. yeah. So that section um, was mainly like I would. Oh, that section I added like another category, like, um, like the type of passage, because I Ooh. I noticed like with me, and I think I talked about my car strategy, how I would go through each of the passages mm-hmm. uh, before I even started my course. Yeah, like section. rank them. Yeah, and rank them. So I realized, and I think doing the analysis really helped me notice that like most of the cars, t- cars passages, I missed the hard passages. Mm-hmm. So whenever I got to a hard passage, if I missed it on my analysis, I would know like, hey, next time you need to slow down on mm-hmm. this. So That's good. Luckily, we had a whole yeah. class for cars. So like I never really analyzed like cars when I did my practice passages which is bad probably why I got 20 percent but um <clears throat> yeah when it came to my analysis so I'm just gonna cheat off of my chart here sorry dude so when it came to my analysis like for um for mine I had the source so like the passage number and like what test it came from specifically um, I said the question number, and then I said why I missed it. So, like, mine was pretty straightforward. I never really put what question it was, but, like, by looking at... I tried to make my why obvious enough to where you could kind of figure out what the question was. So, like, at first, you could tell I didn't know what I was doing, because, like I said, wasn't sure about Piaget's ages of, for development. Like, period. Flat, just like that. <laughs> um, but then as I moved through, like... 
it it got more in depth so like i could and then i made it i made sure to explain what i didn't know so like just noticeable difference can be plus or minus therefore you know what i mean like you you explain this is why i missed it and if i known this piece then that would have helped me answer the question so when it came to studying because essentially i studied my analysis at the end of the week and so by by reading through, you know, and you put definitions in there, I have like bystander effect um, is, um, oh goodness, I don't even know what this is, attrition bias and reconstructive bias. Oh girl, I'm so happy to throw this away. But um, yeah, so I'd make sure to study it and have these words in there so that if I were um, to see it on another exam, I could reference it in a way that, you know, I, yeah. I've, I've looked at it now versus, you know, going yeah. back to my books originally and trying to relearn it. So stuff like that, as you could see, um, this was definitely from the Sexos passage for my chem phys. So like my physics was a separate, um, you know how you have like the tabs on the Excel sheets. So, yeah. um, the phys like each section had a tab. Um, and so I had my physics section, which, I'd put equations. So like if I didn't know the equation for what is this? So I have Planck's constant in here, but I also have like um, how it would be relevant to this specific equation. I think it's for it's for wavelength. So um, the for like each time that it was related to an equation, which was most of the time, I'd put that in there um, and I'd explain why, how I needed to know how to use it. And that's kind of how I figured out like with the physics stuff, especially if they gave you an equation half time, like it's not going to lead you to this specific answer that they're looking for. Yeah. Um, it's going to be something that you use to answer another question, but definitely not going to be, um, you know, something that you. Oh, that's so nifty. <laughs> I've been looking up. Sorry, I'm distracted, guys. Flo has a puppy cam right now. But, um. <laughs> Yeah, so um, it's not going to be something that you obviously just plug in, plug and chug. But yeah, so for physics, I, for gym chem, I really like, I went so hard on my analysis for gym chem. You killed that section. <sighs> Thanks, dude. And literally, like, I tried so hard to, like, explain when I forgot something. Like, I'm looking at my analysis right now, and, like, I was very in-depth with my explanations. I have, like, a lot. And I think also, like... I was able to explain a little bit more from exams like Next Step just because I really like their analysis. Like yeah. the way they um the way they kind of explain stuff and like really break it down. They also show you like how many other people like put your answer and they explain other answers, which is very nice. Like yeah. some tests don't do that. What is that? It's, AMC doesn't explain yeah. the other answers. And a good, that's a good thing too. So like if you can go through like your the questions you got right because I know like my professors told us this like the questions you got right like if you can say why your question was right mm -hmm. and why each of the other answers mm -hmm. were wrong that's how you really know you know the concept that's absolutely yeah. how I took the test yeah <laughs> like so yeah. yeah so do that too that's that's part of analysis too so like if the questions you got right instead of just being like oh I got that right like understand why you got that right too. yeah so don't just skip over those for sure because i was talking about the ones we got wrong and no because some of them see i put guess correctly <laughs> <laughs> excuse me guys yeah no i put guess correctly so literally like if i know like i look at something and i'm like i didn't know that at all and like at first i tried to give myself advice like don't think to use units given an answer to figure out equation you know what i mean like i try to give myself little tips here um, but eventually 
I got sick of missing the same things. And so I made another one, which was called my MCAT mess ups. And literally this is a word document. So the other thing was Excel. The next thing was a word document that I literally typed up everything that I was sick of missing. And by the end, I think I started this probably two months before I took my exam and I have, let me see how many pages this is. This is about six pages. Oh, no, 11. (laughs) It is 11 pages of just stuff that I was sick of missing. And so the week of, like the week of my MCAT, this is all I studied. I studied my analysis. Um, and as you know, like I took another MCAT that week too. So um, I studied my analysis and I studied what I, it's literally called things I'm doing wrong. Um, and I just have like all of these just things that I was sick of like forgetting, um, random things that I'd be like, I've never seen this before. And I have two weeks on my exam, put it on here. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's kind of like my panic sheet. Like I literally just, yeah, it, it was a lot. Wow. I'm looking at this. Like, how did I ever know any of this? <laughs> And doing these analysis too, like by the time you get to like the end of your studying or the real test, you'll, when you're going through the questions, it'll almost prompt you to be like, oh, I missed this several times because of this Mm -hmm. reason. Let me not do it again. Yeah. So you'll have that thought as you're answering the question. So you'll be able to, um, I guess, eliminate or prepare, you know, and it's, it's a patterns exam. Like it really is. There's a pattern to the exam. You'll see, um, kind of how they ask their questions or, or where in the passage they'll pull their questions yeah. from, especially like bio, biochem. Yeah. I feel like it's very easy to see where they're going with That's their true. questions. And with that being said, don't get to the point, because I know I did this like maybe like middle-ish end of my study where you get so comfortable with knowing certain questions, you just Ooh, you jump to conclusions yeah. right away without fully reading the questions for time. So make sure mm-hmm. when you get to the point where you're comfortable and you know like, oh, they're trying to ask a question this way. Like, don't get to the point where you're just, like, jumping ahead, jumping the gun. Mm-hmm. One thing that was, like, very valuable advice to me was you're never wasting time if you're trying to understand a question. Period. Like, and that's just because if you read a question and you don't understand it, but it, it could be, like, the extra, like, if you read over it again. You know what I mean? Like, just look at it one more time and and. and Put it in a different way. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that could be the way that you understand it and get it right. Yeah. Versus you being like, I don't understand this, but I'm just going to guess. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that's true. If you did that on five questions, that's five points you could have. Yeah. So that was like valuable to me because then it just encouraged me to like take my time and, and work through questions on my practices. That way when I came to a question I really didn't understand, it was easier for me to kind of break it down. Yeah. And that being said, like, once you start taking more practices, you'll know certain questions that you have to know. Like, you have to know your amino acids. Mm-hmm. Like, what else is there? You Functional know? groups. Functional groups. Um, reactions. Uh, I don't even remember. I'm so far removed from the test. And whew, I threw it away. But there's, like, um, a list of things. Enzymes. Just, yeah, and like enzyme and kinetics. Well, and I don't know. And if anyone who's taking the Kaplan course, Kaplan has that, like, quick sheet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's actually really good. That Mm -hmm. kind of has just kind of like a broad thing. And I think that's... Those are basically all the things like you have to know. Yeah, for sure. If content-wise. If anybody needs to have a quick sheet, I have it in an email document. So just email Um, me. Yeah, and I can can send it. In the day of the test, I took mine to the testing center because I got there early in the car. I said my car. I didn't take it in. But I just (laughs) looked at it real quick to get a little fresh. Right. Yeah, that's real. For sure. Anything else on MCAT analysis? I just think like 
really my analysis is what saved me. Yeah. Like that's that's really what taught me what I needed to know, what my problems were, and stuff like I mean I knew I was a slow reader, but reading for content and reading yeah. for understanding, like that's how I got from my analysis. And like I understood, okay, well, usually when they have a passage about this, they ask a question like this. Mm-hmm. So I kind of knew to pick up on, ooh girl, and when they start talking about names, when they pull out names for like the enzyme, and this is like this is HQ VR two <laughs> or whatever, and they'd be like, it does this, which inhibits this. That's when you just start zooming in, you know, and you just start, okay, like I know this is where I messed up my analysis, so I need to really keep these organized. So yeah yeah fun times (laughs) okay so next stepping stone waiting on your score Ooh, ooh. i feel like i just like went crazy i did too waiting on my score it was just like such a long time and you really doubt yourself through that whole month like you're just like yeah you it's definitely a roller coaster because i think when you'll walk out of the test and you'll be like oh my gosh i did so bad yeah. And then the next Like, week, almost guaranteed. Yeah. And, like, what I did was I would, like, I would think of a question or, like, one of my friends, like, we we would, like, compare questions. <laughs> and I'd look stuff up and I'd be like, okay, okay, we got similar answers. Like, okay, okay, like. Right. Like, you're going to score do, the whole exam. Yeah. I'm like, okay, oh maybe gosh. I didn't do that bad on the 10 I remembered. And mm. then the next week I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's a week away. Right. This is, like, the worst anxiety ever. Like, you don't know what to do. I, like, spent the whole month thinking I should avoid my exam. Oh, my god! Like, it was bad. Well, because it froze, and I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, I I haven't studied, first of all. They say study. (sighs) You should. It's it's kind of one of those, like, (sighs) what is it like, Flo? It's like saying you shouldn't eat candy before you go to bed. or, Or, like, you know, work out five times a week. Yes, you should. You just, Are you gonna? Yeah. Like, you're like, <laughs> like when you sit down and look at yourself in the mirror. <laughs> so it's just like, yes, you you should keep studying because you know time and and memory. But um, after taking the MCAT, I can't even I can't even honestly say I planned on studying. Like I I was like, yeah, I'm I'm gonna study. But then afterwards, I was just like, I'm definitely not about to do this. Like I'm just gonna keep. I'm definitely gonna keep going. Yeah. But, um, yeah, my, the whole month I thought I was going to fail it. Um, I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't even know what, and honestly, so we had like the plan to apply to one school so that you're verified, you know, and then wait to add your schools, um, before you get your MCAT score back. Mm-hmm. But, um, I think I, that put me at like applying in July. Did I submit my application for July? No, I think I applied to all of my schools. End of June. No, I submitted to my first school end of June. Yeah, so then I start. I applied like mid July, beginning of July, um, and I was just so nervous. Like I was just like, oh my goodness, like this is this counts as an applied, mm-hmm. and like if I did that, I'm gonna have to retake it. I don't want to retake it at all. Like I sat in my test saying I was never taking this test again. So by the grace of God. But, um, yeah, no, I just, oof. But we say this to don't be like us, and I guess during that month while you're waiting, like, keep reviewing. Sure. Don't do, like, hardcore review, but I think, like, just keep reviewing concepts and stuff. Um, Yeah. And enjoy the month. Like, enjoy time with family. Enjoy time with friends. Yeah, plan a vacation during this time. Like, 
if you haven't already signed up for your exam and you're doing so now, like, plan a vacation shortly after you're in CAT. That way you have something motivating you. Yeah. And you have something taking your mind off of it. Because, like, I was working. And that, I'd say that took up, like, a nice chunk of my time. But, like, as soon as them scores hit... I was, like, at work refreshing uh, screen every day. Like, see, I got day. lucky because mine got released at 7.30 in the morning. So I remember waking up at, like, 8, mm-hmm. and I checked student.network, and people were already talking about their You scores. checked student.network? Yeah, to see when it was I, I hardcore avoided that. I didn't want that. to, because um, don't they put it on Twitter? Do they? Yeah, I think they put it on Twitter. They like, announce on yeah, Twitter. the AMC, they put it on Twitter. Like, Look at the being text I don't have a Twitter. Oh. Well, so, um, I wasn't looking on Twitter oh. or AMC. I don't even think that I follow them. <laughs> <laughs> yep. It's like a thing. Like, uh, it's like the, yeah, they post on Twitter. Um, and then uh, like by the time I woke up, it was already posted. So I was like, oh my God. So I called my parents and I'm like, oh my God, we're about to do this. We're about to do this. And I put my score. Aww. I literally, I was at work. Uh, shout out to Drew. Because we were in training and <laughs> we were supposed to be practicing our workups, med tech things. And uh, we're sitting in a workup room and I'm like on my phone and he's like on the computer. Like I'm, I'm faking being the patient, but I'm really not paying attention. <laughs> and uh, he's like asking me questions or whatever. And I'm like, <gasps> he's like, what? And I was like, I'm going to med school. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, you got your score? And I was like, I did. Aww. So it was, yeah, it was really shocking. But it made me like... It made me realize how much I doubt myself. Because yeah. that whole month I was like, I just know this isn't good. You know what I mean? And then you get your score back and you're like, wow, like, I was completely off. And, and it's a moment of, like, relief for sure. But you have to know that, like, just believe in yourself. Don't doubt yourself. Um, I was fortunate to have a, for- a friend who was, like, very, um, very passionate about her, you know, faith and things like that. So she would send me scriptures and I would send her scriptures. And we would just, like, stay positive, stay motivated, like, stay focused. And that really helped because it was like, any time I got into the mindset of, oh, I should have avoided my score and like, okay, what do I do next? Because I know my score is bad. I know I did this. I know I did that. Um, I'd get a scripture from her and I'd just be like, you know what? She's right. Like, yeah. give it to God. You already hit Smith. Right. You did hit Boyd. Right. So, you know? Um, but yeah, just just be positive and, and really lean on your, your faith and your, your confidence in that moment. Yeah. And I think that goes what you're saying to like, Faith is literally, like, just trusting without seeing something, like, physically. For real. Just have faith in yourself and be the best you. Yeah, know that, like, all the time you spend in studying, like, that did not go to waste. Yeah. Period. And honestly, if you don't get the score that you wanted the first time you take it, it is totally fine. Like, as we we stress so much in other episodes, like, everyone's journey in life is so different. And Mm -hmm. if you have to take another year and restudy for the MCAT and retake it, it's okay. Like... Take, like, a couple months to, like, recuperate, depending on how much time you have. But just, like, get yourself back into that mental zone because if you just start studying and you're just, like, stressed and harboring on that one score, you're not going to put in the effort with, like, the about, with the MCAT analysis mm-hmm. and stuff that you need to to get the score you actually want. Yeah, and honestly, I would say if you – I think this is why it's important for you to take your test fairly early – because if you do take your test early and you do you end up getting a score that you don't want, at least you have like two to three months to actually yeah. put in, you know, more study time. Yeah, because two weeks of studying. That's why I, when I when I was kind of nonchalant about studying, waiting on your score, 
studying for like a month, yes, that is substantial. But if you take two weeks off and then go back to studying, you've only been studying you think for two a, weeks. I think depending on what your week area is, a month is enough. Cause oh, if yeah. You, if, you, if you missed and weren't ready at all a month. Yeah, a month could for sure be enough. But <laughs> yeah. I'm saying like if you take two weeks off yeah. from your studying and then you t- study for two weeks, well, you get your score, you know, within that two weeks. Yeah. So it's kind of like, yeah, sure. Like you've got to jump on, you know, the two weeks. So you could t- score out or plan your test for two weeks from then. But it's just like, you know yourself and you know your, your time mm-hmm. limit. So you want to give it the best uh, quality study you can really. But waiting on your score just sucks. It just does. Yeah. Just, and that goes back to the quote. This is like a challenge in your life. So try something new. Yeah. I think we talked about it last episode. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I think we were talking about like keeping busy while mm-hmm. the waiting on med schools. But um, for sure, like you should, even if you can plan on learning something new during the time that you're waiting on your MCAT score, that would be cool too. But just uh, just don't drive yourself crazy. Yes. Because it's very possible. I'm going to look up the next stepping stone. Flo, give him a beat. <laughs> yeah, and I guess that goes back to surround yourself with positive people too. Just mm-hmm. don't surround yourself with people who are stressing about the MCAT and... Or looking up answers. Don't look at me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so don't do that. I'm just going to pause. You can cut this out. <laughs> okay, I'll take my time and blow my nose. I sent you this text. Who's, who, who just said hello, beautiful? And I was like, uh, what? I am Diego Widower. Okay, I don't know what's going on. He's mess- in our melanin and nascent thing. Oh, he probably added us. That's weird. Girl, you never yeah. be checking the messages. I always gotta delete them. Oh, really? He is. Can you tell me about yourself? Tell them you're married. You're not talking to me. Tell them we're married. Not to each other, just in general. (laughs) (laughs) I should leave this part in. Please do not. Ah, The uncut version. Okay. What do I be... We text too much during the day. Okay. Okay, next stepping stone. Choosing a school. Bring. Okay, you just have no emotion today. <laughs> That's why we need to record early. Um, so choosing a school, definitely use the MSAR. Yes, use the MSAR. Like it's your best sure. friend. As soon as you get your MCAT score, honestly, go to the MSAR. Um, yeah. What are the things you thought about when choosing a school? Um, I thought about... I didn't think about location, not going to lie. I just wanted to be in med school. Um, okay. Yeah, I didn't. I just wanted to be in. Fair. <laughs> Fair. My dedication level is high. What was um, your top priority? Okay, my top priority was support system. Oh, okay. That wasn't yours? Like in the school or around the school? Both. Because um, my support system is my family, so that's why I cared about location. But, like, I mean, like, in the school, too. Like, the diversity office and stuff like that. Okay. You know, okay. and, like, the other students. And I didn't want to go to a school that was, like, super competitive. And I sure. was, like, down each other's throat. Yeah. Um, what else did I? Well, hold on. I have my school thing right here. Dope. Um, what else? I looked at whether it was public or private. Just mm-hmm. because... Um, Applying my residency was in Georgia, and I don't know, people people who are early on in the process, that's, like, a huge part of applying is your residency. 
Mm. Um, so that's one thing I looked at, public or private, their GPA, MCAT. Those little things I like. Nice. And support systems. Okay. What did you look at? I'm just going to blow my nose right now. There's so much editing. It's a lot. I'm dead. Lizzie couldn't tell us episode is not going up tonight. <laughs> but it'll be up tomorrow. So I really thought about location. I feel like location was like my biggest thing. Really? Well, I knew I wanted to be close to home. Or thought wow. I did. Um, let me see. So location. Um, I knew I didn't want to go anywhere cold. So like New York was out. I applied to all the. I interviewed in New Jersey. Yeah, the Northeast business was out of the question. Um, I love the ocean, but knew I couldn't afford anywhere in California. <laughs> um, and it's funny too, cause like my New England, my New Jersey interview, like I liked the school, but just like the town, I hated it. Really? It was just so like. Gloomy. I mean, not gloomy. I just felt so out of place. Oh. Just cause I'm used to like I don't know it's different. It was mm. I wish I would. So I applied to Howard. Um, but I wish I would have applied to more schools in Washington, D.C. area. I really think I would have enjoyed it. Which ones? The only other ones are, like, George Washington. Yeah. Georgetown. Sure. Okay. You know, all of them girls. Yeah. I ain't talked to none of them. And Howard sure didn't talk to me. So, (laughs) it was a humbling moment to say. (laughs) But, um, yeah, the furthest out that I applied was, like, schools in Chicago, which are, like, eight hours away. I think... Um, Dayton, Ohio, which is 10 hours away. Oh, yeah, because my list was pretty. Um, and then Morehouse, which is um, Atlanta, but that's that's literally the furthest that I applied. That and Howard. But um, everywhere else was pretty, like, within eight hours for sure. And I really wanted to go to school in Chicago, but wasn't in the stars, so we'll just figure it out from there. But, um, yeah, location was probably my top priority. Under that was, like, cost and um diversity yeah i don't want yeah. the cost okay i just wanted to be in deal yeah. <laughs> that's, good. that's good um and then oh and then i definitely so i feel like the mcat kind of put me in a really um realistic realm because yeah. like my top school before getting my mcat score was vanderbilt yeah but I'm, the MCAT just makes me, like, question, because one of my friends, she was applying to Iowa, and she got her score back, and they were, like, she was out of state, and they were, like, oh, if you're out of state, if you have anything less than a 515, we don't even look at your Yikes. application. Oh, no, she was applying to Nebraska. Oh. And she got an interview at the school, and she was, like, so shocked, because she, like, because everyone was telling her, like, teachers, professors, and then whenever she got her interview, they were just, like, yeah, like. I don't know. Like, it was just Did she get weird. it? We, uh, I think she got waitlisted. Oh. But still, like, mm-hmm. the fact that she even got That's an interview. Further. Yeah. yeah. With, and they were telling her, like, if you're out of state, you need at least a 515. That's bougie for Yeah. Me. So, like, that That being said, like, if you're an MCAT, if you have, like, a 500, like, don't just apply to schools with 500. Yeah, yeah. Definitely have your reach schools. Like, I applied to Northwestern as my reach school. They sent me a smooth. At this moment, we can't extend an invite to an interview. <laughs> I was like, humbled. <laughs> but I mean, like, um, Morehouse was also kind of like, not a reach for me, but it was something out of my comfort zone. Yeah. It would literally take me hours and hours away from my family. And I was excited. Like, I was very for it. I wanted the opportunity to kind of try something new. Mm-hmm. And I feel like at this point in your life, like, 
even if you know you have a long-term relationship or like family that you're really relying on it's still a time to try something new like it's still a time to get out of your comfort zone experience an environment that you're not used to and really just learn about yourself in that aspect so for sure um how many schools did you apply to this last time i applied to 15 or 18 Mm. yeah i applied like totally i applied to like 14 because i didn't finish the application for one of the schools because you have to turn in the secondary literally within like seven days and i was like nah girl was that uh um i think that was uh the armed forces one yeah yeah and they wanted money and i was like "Ah, no but but that being said because i think i interviewed at six places and i applied to 15 so yeah i interviewed um i could probably pull up my let me pull it up here because i interviewed at i want to say six places and it was expensive. It was, like, very expensive. We're just going to say six for the sake of time. Yeah. Because I'm thinking KU, Indiana, Iowa, Slu, Morehead. Anybody else? Iowa. I said Iowa. <laughs> I don't know. Ohio? Oh, mm, yes. Yeah. <laughs> That's six. the one, yes. Yes. And they were expensive. Um, rental cars, flights. We'll talk about interviews, but... It was terrible. I, like, literally, yeah. One guy that I interviewed with at Iowa, he got a, yes, I'm going to put all your business out because I don't think you listen to our podcast. He got a 508, uh-huh. applied to 60 schools. 60? Got fat. He's, he's a Cal- California resident, which uh-huh. apparently they do the most. Yeah, because remember, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, we literally just had a moment. <laughs> you knew yeah. what I meant. Yeah. She knew exactly what I meant. This is why we're friends. Mood. But, um. That just reminded me of game night this weekend. Oh, God. We had, like, real life references. Exactly. And everyone hates us for it. <laughs> um, but, yeah. So, Jackie literally was like, I'm always. We were, like, exhausted. Yeah. Tired. Tired. And you were, you were like, Flo doesn't like what? Leftovers. <laughs> it was crazy. <laughs> Um, yes so he applied to 60 schools and then he had the nerve to be like he hit me up on instagram was just like updating because i think i posted about like one of the schools i was interviewing at and he was like so i got into like 20 schools i was like yeah 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 i don't know why you did that literally girl can i have one hello can you can you you're probably the reason i'm waitlisted at three of these schools right now so after April 30th, I imagine the girls are going to be like, hey, if you'd like to be a member. But um, yeah, stuff like that. And so like with that in mind, like don't over apply because you're only going to go to one school. So how do you know when you're over applying? When you get to 59. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a good answer. I think that's a good indication of stuff. No, I <laughs> think, okay, be realistic with yourself. If you have a good GPA, good MCAT. But what, like, good is very relative. That's true. Um, okay, so I'd say a comparable one to certain schools. Oh, I hate this nose ring. Sorry, girl. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, this one's gonna be a mess. Um, I don't know. What do you think is. I so, think it's a good guideline. Yeah, and you have to know yourself too, because I got to the point where it's like, I can only afford. Because, like, my, my parents had saved up money for my application process. So they were like, here, yeah. take it. This is what you get. Well, his thing is, so, he got fat. 
So they paid for 30 schools. And oh, all yeah, of his... they paid for 15. Oh, wait. Yeah, they paid for 15, girl, not 30. He paid for... Girl, they paid for 15 yeah. schools. So did he apply to 15 or 30? He definitely applied to 60. I remember thinking, it's, that's 50% of all the med schools. So... If they paid for 15 schools, yeah, he paid for an extra, what, 45? But all of his secondaries were free because he got fat. Oh, so it's like the same place, yeah. basically. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, but also I feel like using the MSAR helps you eliminate because that's what it's for. Um, also, yeah. visit schools. So, like, yeah. if you have a gap year before, or if you're, okay, maybe you're a senior this year. Um, you can still like take time to visit schools, maybe on winter break, yeah. um, during the summer before your senior year, you know, make sure to visit just areas that you've ever been in that you're like, Oh, maybe I can see myself living here because if you don't have a standard for what schools you're applying to, it's going to be twice as hard when it comes to choosing a school to go to. Yeah, that's true. Like you're going to be like, why did I even apply here? Yeah. And you have to put on a front for these schools when you go to the interviews. Yeah. So it's like, true. why did you apply to our school? Because it started with an A and it fell into the <laughs> Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. So you have to literally have have a standard for yourself. Yeah, that's true. And like what Kia was saying, like if you are a minority, like, and you want to visit a school, reach out to the diversity office mm-hmm. and be like, hey, I'm looking at your school. Is there any way I can come by and stop and talk to you guys? And they'll honestly just give you a tour because they love minorities. <laughs> they, love them. they do and I mean if you're organized about it and they know like you've been in correspondence with them over a prolonged amount of time they will love it like they'll invest in you what you're willing to invest yeah, in yeah that's very so true. it's like if you apply to 10 schools you might actually be able to show your interest but if you apply to 60 schools you're just going to be another face that's very true for real so yeah 60 schools he, he was like I got into 17 no no I think he did say 17 and I was like well yeah I don't know why he said he said he applied to 60 schools at our interview and I broke professionalism I would not tell people and I said why (laughs) what 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 are you doing why I don't tell anyone why not that's hella schools I mean that is a lot like I I was just like isn't there like 150 and then I was like did you apply to yo too oh did he I don't remember that answer I was too blown away with the first part (laughs) to be honest with you but yeah like don't um I'd say definitely don't overapply. I think, okay, if I had to put a number, 20 is enough. Yeah, I agree. Honestly, 20 is a lot. Because they say that, I think it's like the average person applies to 15 or 16, gets like six interviews, and gets accepted to four. I think that's what I've heard. Really? Yes. What an interesting little breakdown. I I don't know if it's like that. That's what it was when I was applying. Yeah. That I heard. I I feel it. I can feel it. That's what I heard. <laughs> I uh, I just can't imagine applying to sixty schools at this point. Yeah, because I was like, after like five secondaries, I was done. Girl, he did his secondaries in two weeks. Dude was wild, absolutely wild. Did he have a life? No, he said he sat in his room literally for like forty eight hours, seventy two hours straight doing secondaries. He's meant to be in med school. No, yeah, like this is his jam. No, he's gonna be a doctor, like doctor, doctor. Wow. Yeah, he's saving. He's saving hopes. Excuse me. <laughs> like, unbelievable. I was just like, dude, this can't be real. But, it, I mean, like, he, I even asked him, like, okay, so at which point did your secondaries become, like, carbon copies? And he was like, oh, I was copying like crazy. Because yeah. it's like, how can you, like, tailor? And a lot of the questions are similar, just asked in a different way. Yeah, for sure. So, I hated secondaries. They were god-awful. Yeah. 
But yeah, no. I um I would say definitely 20 is good. 15 is cute. It's comfortable. Something you can breathe in. Yeah. The secondaries, because them secondaries will hit you like a giant wave. Yeah, they will. Like hard. Especially if you apply early too. Because I feel like at that point... Especially if you're a minority. Screening. Yeah. Because then you'll get the emails talking about some... We saw your demographics and we really liked that yeah. you... <laughs> basically, we saw you were black. Right, that's true. Yeah, so just um, be really... Be intentional. Yeah, that's true. For sure. And, like, going back to, like, the public versus private thing, like, the MSAR is good because, like, I know, like, because my residency was in Georgia. What was yours? Illinois. Yeah. Okay. Um, like <laughs> My janky schools, residency. Like, I remember, like, I think it's, like, Louis- in Louisiana, like, they only take residents from Louisiana. For sure. And, like, Mercer. Honestly, and, a lot of southern yeah. states are like that. Yeah, Mercer only Texas, takes of course. applicants, so don't. And if you submit that application, they're going to send you the email, like, sorry, sis. The residency says this. I don't it know why fun. you applied here, and they'll take your money and they'll give it back to you. Yeah. So which isn't fun. Yeah. So look at the MSAR, or they'll show you like the percentage. Like even at KU, like their out of state acceptance is really low. Like yeah. they take majority in state. So if you're like an out of state person, have no ties to Kansas, don't apply. Like, <laughs> or just like or schools, like certain schools, yeah. like you, um, girl. I'm literally. I grew up in Missouri. Yeah. And Mizzou was like. Tell us why we should accept you if you're an out-of-state student. I was like, I'm of Missouri. Like, yeah. Missouri is of me. Like, right. All of no, that. but and even if when I applied to Mizzou, like, I had to do an extra step than you did. I had to um, fill out, like, an out-of-state waiver, and then they had to accept my out-of-state waiver. I had to do that. Oh, you had to do that? Yes, oh, because okay. I applied as an out-of-state resident. Oh. And I was so annoyed. I was like, literally, my family is in. Lives here. I live in. I didn't realize you had to do that. Girl, and then they denied me. And I was like, you know what? Cut your races. <laughs> and I said it. <laughs> and I, I advocated for them the whole time I was applying. I was like, I mean, you know, they just want to up their diversity. I'm dead. Nope. But yeah, no. Now, now I'm petty. <laughs> but yeah. So. Yeah, or like California schools are really insane Ooh, too. Yeah. So look at that. Don't think you could just go anywhere. Like, for sure. And if you know there's a state that you actually want to go to school in for all of our high school students, apply, hey, go to undergrad there. Yeah. That's my advice to you. If there's a school, a med school that you're like, this is my top med school and you're so adorable and so, uh, what is it, big-eyed, bushy-tailed yeah. and ready for life, go to undergrad there. See about that state because if you want to go there for medical school, get a support system before you even start medical school. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, that's the opportunity you have there. Um, if you're considering doing a uh, community college for two years and then going to undergrad. Uh, do community college at home and then as soon as you go to your undergrad, go where you think you want to go to medical school. And these are like steps that you can take to also figure out what environment you're best for, like suitable for when it comes to studying and stuff like that. Yeah, and that's true. And then also like the some of the um, the programs we told you guys about do programs at those schools too. Oh, so, yes. like I wouldn't have gotten into KU probably if I had yeah, if Girl. I had done a summer or a couple summer programs there. So Hard. like yeah, through those summer programs I was able to That's how to we go. met. Yeah. Exactly. That's how the podcast was made. Yeah. <laughs> I was able to like build connections and meet different people and like get my name out there, you know? Mm-hmm. To know that, hey, I could be a Kansas person. But like realistically, you're absolutely right because what ties do we have to KU besides Pat? None. Yeah. And, like, I guarantee that is why we got it. Yeah. <laughs> like, a thousand percent. <laughs> so, it's like, 
from that little tie, you know, that, that six week program that we like study for the MCAT really made a difference for us. So you never know, you know, who you can meet. And a lot of times when you have programs like summer programs and stuff, they'll have the dean of the medical school. They'll have like the dean of admissions come and talk to participants and things like that. So, yeah, and that's yeah. so true. So like ask questions, ask questions and like get numbers, emails, thank you letters, everything. Mm-hmm. Make, make them love you. <laughs> make them love you for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Anything else on? No, because um, I was going to say this might be a good segue to talk about the summer programs. And yeah. To, yeah. So let's hop into our hidden Jimison. <laughs> so, oh, well, so we don't necessarily have a hidden Jimison, but we have advice. Yes, because <coughs> it's basically summer, so all the deadlines are closed. Right. You guys know our struggle with the hidden Jimisons, but we still want to give you gems that are hidden, just not programs that are hidden. And honestly, like, maybe through the summer we'll talk about different master's programs you can do and, like, gap year opportunities. Yeah. Um, but we would also love to hear about if you guys are in summer programs this summer. Um, how you feel about it. If you applied to any of our random ones um, and you have any feedback, we'd love to hear it. Please email us at melaninandmedicine02 at gmail.com. And yeah. So our advice for this episode. So mine would be um, like, I feel like whenever we met at our PAP program, we talked about it in one of the episodes. I feel like everyone just bonded and clicked. I think we were all just at the point where it's like we were super nervous about the MCAT and yeah. studying for it. So I feel like no, I didn't feel like anyone in our group just had that like, oh my God, I'm going to kill the MCAT. Like I think we were all super humble. I think honestly, a lot of us were just now then finding out about the MCAT. Like MCAT. Yeah. So I just feel like we we're all super humble, like came in with an open eye, open mind. And like, I feel like we all really clicked and like. We built such good friendships. Like, look, me and Kia didn't even know each other until that program. And look at us doing a podcast together now. Winter base. (laughs) (laughs) But, um, and we went to the same school. We did. Probably walked by each other all the time. Didn't do any effort of meeting people. (laughs) No. Um, So, but I feel like all of us did a really good job of, like, just connecting and bonding. And, like, at the end of the day, like, the people you meet in these programs, you might not see them again. But in future, like, if they do go to med school or anything, like... That's going to be your social network mm-hmm. system. So I would say like really go in with like an open mind to learning new things and meeting new people and just being humble and like embracing the experience. Yeah. Um. So my advice, honestly, mine is more like numbers based, of course. Oh, okay. But if you're doing a summer program, I challenge you to get the email of three faculty. Okay. Like three like distinct faculty, people who you worked with, people who, you know, had a position in the um, admissions committee or just someone who could possibly vouch for you at that school. Um, and this could really make all the difference when it comes to your application. Um, even when you're, if you're not applying this summer, even better. Like if you're doing a summer program, just make a conscious effort to make an impression on three faculty and get their emails and keep in touch with them throughout the school year. Keep them updated on what you're doing. If you're taking the MCAT after the program, email them on your score. Let them know, like, this is my score. These are my plans from here. This is what I want to do. Like, take advantage of those opportunities because why are you going to be at the school yeah. in the first place if you're not going to, you know, cultivate the experience you have? So, yeah. 
Yeah. And that goes to saying, I feel like a lot of times in science fields, people just assume that we don't like network, but you have to network. Yeah. Like, meet these people, get their numbers. Like, you never know. Like, these, this person can be on the board of the med school. Like, For sure. They could know someone else who's on the board. Their grandma might be a dean or president. You don't mm-hmm. know. So just like, and that being said, like, be nice. <laughs> Say that again. Don't go nowhere (laughs) acting like you too bougie to be uh, humble. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, these people, they don't need anything from you. Like, remember, you applied for a position. You you were the one fighting for the position in the first place. They chose you. So, if you get the opportunity to go to a school, put your best foot forward. Like, this is just a professionalism thing. Like, never go into something thinking that, you know, somebody needs you for something because. You could definitely be replaced in this in this line of business. Exactly, and then if you go in the summer program acting a fool, and you go to apply to the school, and someone sees your name, they're gonna be like reject. Exactly. You could have and as a minority, we already start with two counts against us. (laughs) I'm just saying. I'm just saying. (sighs) What a good episode. Um, other advice. Honestly, that's really the one. Oh, when choosing a school. Oh, we need to talk about this when choosing a school. If you are in love, keep an open mind. I'm just saying, keep an open mind. Um, what do you mean? I mean, if you are choosing a school because X, Y, and Z plans on graduating from law school around the same time you're going to med school, and you think it would be cute to be booed up on uh, on Galveston Island and past Houston, and you're just like, let me apply to schools there. That's not the reason, girl. It's not it. Do not chase somebody for your medical journey. Here's why. Because you will be depressed if it doesn't work out. And I'm telling you right now, because it's probably gonna, you know how it is, it just happens that way. So choose a school based on how you feel, based on your beliefs, based on where you want to live. Don't choose a school for nobody else. It goes the same, don't choose a school because all your best friends are applying to the same school. Yeah. You want to know why? Because it's stupid. I said it. <laughs> yeah, I said it. Because it's stupid. Because if, you, because if you only apply to schools based on other people's expectations, and what other people are going to be doing. Medical school is a, is a hard gamble. Yeah. Like, it's a gamble. So, if you put all of your eggs in one basket, and the basket falls, what you, yeah. what, what no, you going to have for breakfast? breakfast? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and that goes to saying, like, medical school is your journey. Don't make it someone else's journey. It's so individualized. Like, yeah. focus on yourself. Yeah, and if you're in a relationship with somebody and you just happen to apply to 15 schools and the only school you get into is, like, six hours away, that will basically, like, be the test of your relationship. It does not mean your relationship has to end, but it means that your partner needs to understand where you are in life. They have to understand your priorities. They have to understand maybe this is a sacrifice that one of you are going to have to take. So even if that means being away for a year and then they have to figure out their career and then maybe one day they can move out there with you, you know what I mean? Like... This is where compromise comes into a relationship and conversations about compromise. And if this is a conversation that they're afraid of having or or something that they're afraid of like committing to, maybe it's time to reevaluate who you sleep next to, girl. I'm just like, this got real personal. No, I mean, hey, I'm just trying. (laughs) We keep it real on advice. This is my advice. I'm saying. So this is advice I would give my myself. I've been single for quite some time, so it hasn't been advice I've had to worry about. But Honestly, like, this is advice that I would want people to hear first and foremost before applying. So, yeah. Because what did we say this weekend? If you don't have a ring on it, there's no worth. There's, uh, there's no there's reason not, to move. Mm-mm. Yeah, no. Not moving. Yeah. 
So, um, on that note, now that we've ruined everybody's relationships, <laughs> I think that's all we got for today. So, thank you guys. Uh, this episode is going to be uploaded late. Sorry about the havoc that we wreaked with last week's episode and the deleted episode. It was, like, super late, and I'm so sorry, but <sighs> we're doing better, guys. Just just bear with us. Once we're in med school, we're going to have good things to talk about. We're going to have new cute white coats to sport, and... Yeah, we're going to be up in the vibes. So, yeah. So, bye. Bye.